welcome back to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops podcast. I'm Brandon Aperno, senior writer over at Hot Hot Hoops, and today we're joined by Matt Hannafin, another senior writer, and our site manager extraordinaire, Surya Fernandez. How you doing, boys? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to, to talk about some heat and uh, hopefully they get on a winning streak. Yeah. Well, uh, happy holidays to everybody celebrating and, you know, those those Canadians and internationals like me just uh, hope you enjoyed some good football yesterday and, you know, did a little bit of work at least. Um, so <laughs> we're here on a positive note, uh, at least to start. Um, Miami finally got a win the other night against the Wizards, albeit uh, another close one. But because we missed a week, I feel like we should gloss over uh, what was a heavy hand of L's. Uh, Matt, you want to get us started like that and we could talk about the injuries and that kind of thing that have been plaguing us and seem to plague Miami every single season? I always find it funny. I mean, I, no, that's not really funny, but like it's very coincidental how like within the first, I don't know, 15, 20 games of a season, at least within these last couple of years, Miami is just getting hammered with the injury bug. I remember last year, um, not, I think it was a little bit later, but like in late December, early January, they had the COVID um, shortcomings and they had, I mean, Jimmy and Bam had a couple of injuries and Deadman had an injury. Um, and then they had to sign guys uh, with the hardship extension. And that was a big old like fiasco in itself. Like you're giving what, 25 30 35 minutes to guys like Kyle Guy and like and then a couple years ago we had those uh Jimmy had COVID and lost like a bunch of weight and that was a whole deal I remember they had like eight guys active for a game against the Sixers and they almost won um but I mean yeah Miami's been hit with the injury bug lately it hasn't been great they have plenty of guys we can go over in a little bit who are uh currently on the injury report um Jimmy's not playing tonight. I mean, they've lost four straight on the road. I mean, they had a couple of close ones. They almost beat Minnesota. Um, they almost beat Washington, who they just beat um, in overtime. And that was like, I mean, it was a fun game because, I mean, it, it's cool seeing guys like Struce and, uh, I mean, recently guys like Jamal Kane like step up in their roles. Vincent, Caleb Martin, who... I think led the team in minutes on Wednesday with like 41 minutes or something like that. But uh, yeah, they, the four game losing streaming, mean, of course, they got back into the wind calm. They've won one out of their last one games, which is all you can ask for. Um, but yeah, it, it was the tough little four game stretch. I mean, again, of course, the game against Cleveland where they just got hammered. I can't remember what the exact final scores, but I think it was like a 28 point loss, something like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's been it's been a little bit of a struggle lately. I mean, guys have been having to step up in different roles. Of course, Yovich has been in the starting lineup the last five games. Uh, we're having to rely on uh, guys like Haywood Highsmith, who I mean, if you were to tell me at the beginning of the season that you'd be getting thirty minutes, thirty eight minutes in a game, I would have been like, what? Like something must have horrible happened. And now, I mean, we we know that. I mean, yeah, the team is like hammered with injuries, and they're just trying to find. Um, every conceivable way to pull out these wins. And of course, the famous Spo outage. We have enough. I mean, Miami's going to need enough tonight. They're going to need enough uh, over these next uh, four games. This four game road stretch that's coming up again. But yeah, has yeah. been the best time in Heat land, uh, so to speak. But then again, they just won their last game. So, recency I mean, bias. One thing to talk about, too, like excluding the Cleveland game. Um, it's been pretty fun basketball as long as you right. don't tune into the third quarters. Um, <laughs> like, like the Heat Wizards game, like with really only seven active bodies, right? And um, I think it was uh, Gabe Vincent who was like considered active, but just as a just as a precaution or not just sorry, just as a semantic, really, so they could play the game. Um, yeah, that was that was a really entertaining game, and we and they lost that game in overtime because nobody had legs. Let's face it. You know, right. Yeah. I could say the same thing for the Timberwolves game. Like Miami, like I, it's funny. Um, I almost forgot that they played the Timberwolves uh, at the beginning of this week. And I covered that game. I did the recap. Um, mostly because I, <laughs> because I was pretty angry. Like, uh, they led the entire game and around the third quarter, nobody had legs anymore. And I mean, Anthony Edwards put on a show, you know, like, but at the same time, there has been good basketball there. And I think, you know, it's worth pointing out like someone like Kyle Lowry, who is 30, is he 36 or 37 or starting 37? I think he's in his age 37 season. I don't think he's, I don't know if he's 37 yet. Okay. Whatever the case he's playing, he's, he's leading the league in minutes. I'm pretty sure 41 minutes a night. 
And like as you saw, he's thirty six. He's thirty six. He'll be he'll be thirty seven in, in March. Okay, sorry for aging you up, Kyle. <laughs> um, uh, but he's honestly like, I, you know, uh, I know we talked about it at the beginning of the year because he was struggling in a few games, but Lowry has looked like a stud, like, um, through all of this, you know, 41 minutes a night, he set a career high in uh first half points against the wizards. And honestly, if not for a couple phantom fouls, I think he probably could have had a really, really nice second half as well. Cause he was rolling. Right. And honestly, if he'd end, if that happened, I don't think it gets as close as it did. You know, because like if we look at it, it's a one point loss against the Wizards. Uh, it's a four point loss against the Timberwolves. And, you know, like a lot of heat losses this year kind of go that direction. Pacers game. Uh, it's a two, it's a three point loss. You know, it's, uh, it's a Trailblazers uh, game. It's a three point loss. You know, the heat are there. They're just missing something. And I, I mean, at the same time right now, they're just missing bodies. It was nice to have Tyler Hero back just uh, because he took over and that kind of thing. But you know, it's uh, it's the injury bug every season, and I wonder I wonder how much of it is like I know uh, that he put a focus on keeping everyone in shape and keeping them at like below nine percent body fat, and you know our training camps are vicious, and you know it's the hardest, meanest working team in the NBA and all that crap. But it's like you know as much as I love that, and I totally buy into that heat propaganda. You know, um, uh, I wonder if you know if we were a little bit easier on some of the players if they'd you know if they wouldn't be as kind of beat up by the time the season started, you know what I mean? I think it's a good way to separate the men from the boys in training camp, of, of course, but at the same time, it's like, we always seem to start a season um, with, with an injury. Like in years past, it was D Wade, um, you know, the COVID season, uh, like Matt said, it was Jimmy losing all that weight and having COVID and then us losing other players to COVID and that kind of thing. Um, last year it was Kyle for different reasons and that kind of thing. The year uh, in 2019 it was, is Winslow. You know, yeah. like, uh, started season like averaging almost a triple double on a couple of games, and then got a concussion. We never saw him again. Markeith Morris and his combined maybe two games for the Heat because we lost him with last. You know, that's not his fault. That's not a heat conditioning thing. That was just the- yeah. I was about to say <laughs> that, that, was, that was pure assault. Um, but it, but at the but at the same time, it's like you know, it's something that has plagued the Heat, and it, it's interesting too because it's like the heat always uh, seem to get injured and stuff at the beginning of the season. And then they have a nice stretch towards the end of the year where everyone is well-conditioned and healthy. It's like, it almost seems like a double-edged sword. Um, and then you have something like the bubble happens where it's like, Oh, everyone's coming in without injury. And then we still get some towards the end, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I kind of read mean, about it, but it's something. It's just, yeah. Some of it's just sheer bad luck. Like, I mean, even nowadays, I think a lot of it's not a lot of it, but like, I'm sure there's a bunch of precaution when it comes to like, oh, players are players are sore. Oh, boom, you're going to be you're going to be. out. I mean, of course, no one's healthy. I mean, the, the most healthy a team will be is like before preseason because yeah. there's just natural wear and tear on the body. Um, you get bumps and bruises every single game that you play, whether it's basketball, football whatever the sport, but uh, I think some of it with Miami, like, I mean, this is just conspiracy theory, Matt speaking, but like, like how they've handled the old depot entry, how they've been super, I mean, it, that's a different circumstance in and of itself, but like they've been super precautious with that. They, they, uh, they haven't been, what's the word? They just haven't, he hasn't gotten a whole lot of playing time in any like little like knack that he has. I mean, they're going to be very precautious with um, his knee. I mean, yeah. Jimmy over time, I mean, Jimmy's bookended to miss 15, 20, 25 games in a season. And that's not a knock against Jimmy at all. That's just the reality of the situation. I mean, Hero's had a little bit of an injury bug over his first few years of his career. I don't, I don't think that's a knack. I don't think that's a knock for him, but like, that's just how, how it goes sometimes. I and mean, we've seen it around the league with like Kawhi and Paul George and, um, LeBron with now his groin, like just a bunch of player, bunch of the top guys who, um, they, they get injured and it's just the reality. Like they're not playing. We're not, in a, we're not in a reality where guys are playing 78, 79, 80, 81 or 82 games. Um, in a season guys are going to miss 15 to 20 games. And that's just, that's just the reality of it. But unfortunately for the heat in this particular instance, I mean, they have what, 10 guys, on the injury report, something like that. Like they have a lot of guys injured. Of course they have the pipeline and they have players that are getting opportunity and getting minutes and getting these reps, but 
it's still an unfortunate situation for the team. And I'm sure some of it is precaution with some of these guys, at least. That's true. I mean, yeah. this is the first time I've seen Spoke get in a post-game presser and basically beg for bodies, though. And I mean, yeah. that's, you know, right. like, sorry, look, you've been you've been attending pressers and covering the team way longer than I have. So I got to ask, like, is this the first time you've seen something like that? Yeah, that's the first time. Always, always. Because they never talk about injuries. And uh, Matt was saying the same thing about, about even the Victor Oladipo one. That was very mysterious almost. You know, there was no indication of any of that in preseason. Uh, same thing with Yurtsevin. He only played one game yep. uh, in preseason. Uh, he fouled out, but he, he almost had a double-double in that one game. Uh, how different would, would the Heat look with him at least getting some minutes, just like Jovic? Um, so, I mean, we... It's frustrating because I'm used to it, and I'm sure you guys are, but that you're used to watching the game on one level, but at the same time you're watching it, you know, critically as, as, as a, as a writer. And it's like, this isn't even a Miami team that is, is really representative of, of the, of the entire squad. So, I mean, you kind of, you just root for them to do the best that they can. Right. It worked out barely. Uh, yeah, the fourth, third quarters are brutal, but at the same time, I, I, I can't be too critical of this team because you have, you have, you have Highsmith playing big minutes. You have Jovic trying to figure out the NBA game and, and it comes right. to him sometimes and sometimes it disappears. Uh, so it's, it's, it's hard, but at the same time, yeah, exactly. Does this heat culture need to, need to change? Do, do they need to recalibrate? Cause it's, it seems to happen every year, every yeah. year. Um, I don't know what the stats are. And also we're so focused in on the Miami heat that we, we notice all these injuries. And I, I know all these other teams are battling them in and out, but it just seems like the most important players of the heat are, are always yep. missing significant time. And I also get frustrated seeing Kyle Lowry play so well. As I like, well, where is this Kyle Lowry? When Jimmy Butler plays alongside him, when Brad is with him, will, will everything mesh when, when everybody does come together and will that even happen? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the hope. It's like, oh, okay, well, no problem. You know, we'll get these guys back. They'll, they'll assimilate. But it's, I, I don't know. I don't know when when this team will be whole. Uh, Tyler looked good. He's back to being um, questionable and injured poor. We know Jimmy's going to be out. Um, so, so there's always these moving pieces. So it's it's frustrating on one level to see the Heat uh, almost get these wins, uh, but you can't be too hard on them. <laughs> Because they're just they're doing their best. Uh, this isn't the game plan for Spolstra. I, I'm sure of it. But also, I get frustrated seeing players like Kyle Lowry. That okay, th- this is th- then you are capable of playing like this at a high level. We need to see that uh, consistently. So w- remains to be seen. Uh, if you look at the standings, uh, the East, just like the West, it, it is wide open. Uh, but the converse of that is that the heat are also just a couple of games below the, the teams that are supposedly tanking. Uh, so what, w- which heat team is it? Is, is, is this record really indicative of this Miami heat team? Uh, or is it, it is what it is. And th- they're kind of a 500 team, even when they are healthy, we, we really don't know. We, we really haven't seen this, the real quote unquote Miami heat team play. Uh, I, I would like to think that the, the players that are getting experienced right now, Jovic, uh, Jamal Kane is playing good at times. The thinking is hopefully they can help. I, I didn't think they would be needed, but they're, apparently they're going to be needed late in the season. Uh, I don't know about if they can make the, that, the play in tournament. We'll see. Uh, but these, these guys are going to have to play apparently because it's not going to be just, oh, okay, well, those guys would just dash them in the, at the end of the bench and uh, they'll get minutes during blowout wins or losses. It's not going to happen. These games are too tight. Yeah, you actually make a really good point in there, and it's something that like I kind of have to um, alter one of my points at the beginning of the season, where I'm like, the Heat shouldn't be in this situation because they've been playing like they've largely been playing with the same cast of characters for the last three seasons. Um, yeah. But no, sorry, you make a good point because you have games where Kyle Lowry is playing four games, you know, and it's just basically the Kyle Lowry show, and then you have games where it's the Tyler Hero show. You know, and then you have games where it's the Max Struess show because there's only uh, you're only playing with the uh, like the players available and that kind of thing. And when they yeah. finally all get back together, despite the fact that yes, they've all been on the same team for the last little bit, you know, the chemistry might be a little bit off. You know what I mean? So it's like Kyle now has had the ball in his hands for 41 minutes a game. You know, for the last like five games, and now you're going to have to sacrifice some of that to Jimmy. And it's like 
because they're getting in a pure survival way, they're getting used to playing a certain way. They can't really mesh into their play style until everyone's healthy. And then we see them struggle and we're like, wait, why, why don't, why don't they have any chemistry? But you know, it's like, it's just another consequence of all these injuries. Yeah. That's what happened with old Debo last year. We, we, myself included, expected him to really integrate himself well into the rotation last year. And, of course, we saw what happened. I mean, it wasn't just – it wasn't like him. I'm not trying to put the blame on him, but, like, we saw as soon as he got into the rotation, things were a little bit in flux with uh, players playing next to each other and how he, Tyler, and Jimmy didn't always mesh together on the floor. And, again, that's just something that uh, works itself out over time. But, like, I'm sure most of us, practically all of us, were hoping that – they would be they'd be further along the process or at least look better. But like, I mean, that's right around when like the whole Struce and Duncan situation unfolded last year and how uh, Duncan practically lost his spot in the rotation. Again, it wasn't because of Old Depot, but like Spo had to fix things and try to try to work things out. And that's why um Old Depot wasn't getting a whole lot of run at the end of the regular season, despite being healthy, just because he I mean, they, they want to rely on the guys that were getting minutes that were playing together um, at a certain period of time throughout the season. Um, and unfortunately for Oladipo, he wasn't necessarily involved in that, for lack of a better word. Yeah. But like, but um, he got his he was hurt. You know, yeah, like, I mean, he yeah he did step up in the playoffs, but like yeah. just in that within that regular season, it was it was a little bit of a struggle. And I think he integrate did integrate himself. Uh, better in the playoffs, especially when Miami needed him in that Atlanta series and that Philly series, and obviously what he did um, against Jalen Brown in Boston for those couple of games. Like that, that was really important. That was really um, encouraging to see it, despite not lighting up the statute offensively. But um, it looked it looked a lot better then. Uh, perhaps once everyone gets healthy, when everyone gets healthy, God knows when that's going to be. Um, we can. Uh, we could see the same, but yeah, no, I mean, shout out to our guy, Dan, who does our graphics. I mean, I have it up right now. I mean, Kyle's average 25 and six and a half on 43% shooting from depot for his last five games. That, I mean, Miami's You'll take that. That and the worst <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, since, uh, since everyone's been out and hopefully we're able to see, I mean, we're not, hopefully we get a little bit of like that in spurts on any given night. I mean, Heck, we were begging for Kyle to be more aggressive last year in the playoffs, and I wasn't fully healthy because of his hamstring. But like, there's been times where Kyle hasn't been as aggressive. He's not looking for a shot. He's not looking to be aggressive and score. And of course, since we, since everyone's been out over those last five games, he's looking to score, and it looks great. But hopefully, he's able to sustain that over a period of time once Jimmy fully integrates himself back. And it's it's a little bit of a tug and pull. You're trying you're trying to initiate offense for the rest of the team as well as try to initiate your own offense. And it's kind of a little bit of a give and take where Kyle's got to figure out. Yeah. And I think that he'd look better when he's like that because 100%. so much more, so much more opens up, even if he doesn't take that actual shot, Right. the, the defense still has to respect him, of course. I and mean, you, you obviously know that, but, but that opens up so much, so much for, for a Tyler or for a Jimmy to create as well. Or even, hey, just put the ball up. Maybe right. Bam will get the rebound. I, I don't know. But there's a lot of times where there's a, a lot of – there's almost like one or two unnecessary passes and just, just shoot the damn ball, especially when they're so close to the rim. Just get it up. <laughs> it, I prefer that because at some point, the pass is not going to be crisp. It's going to get picked off or it's going to go in the stands. Or they run out of clock. They run right. out of shot clock. And that's the worst. You, you shoot 0% when, when the shot clock runs out. Um, so that's the kind of aggressive – Kyle that I want to see uh, right. not necessarily hogging the ball. <laughs> I don't want to say he's a point guard, right? He has to, he has to have the ball in his hands. Um, but I also like it when he's moving off the ball too, even when he doesn't have the ball, uh, oh, just, just stay aggressive. Yeah. That's all. Just stay aggressive. Yeah. And he's been taking smart shots too. I think we saw it last game. Like uh, once that's, once those threes are falling, like uh, man, he's, he's one of the best on the team at shooting them. And uh, you know, the shots that he did pass off, like we really were to get bam involved and, I think, you know, Kyle gets a few more assists in that first half if Bam hits his first few looks. You know, he struggled. They were good shots he was taking. They just weren't falling. And, uh, you know, Bam, like, I guess that's another thing, too, we could kind of touch on. Bam has been a lot. Like, I know Twitter always is going after Bam for being more aggressive. Bam's been shooting really well, and he's taking interesting and, like, well, 
uh, well-thought-out shots. He's not just chucking, you know, and some of the stuff he did last game that, uh, you know, you don't see that often is he would attack for putbacks and he scored a lot of them, you know, like the Heat struggle with rebounds, but uh, I think Bam's kind of stepped up in that way. And, you know, even though he might not be uh, really the Heat defense is bad this year, you know, it's a defensive player of the year campaign is kind of digressing. Um, you know, his, uh, his offensive game has been really, really solid. Um, and his rebounding has been improved as well. So big ups to them for stepping up, but I wanted to kind of draw attention here to the fact that, you know, the heat are eight and 11 and, um, they're pretty much right in it in the mix in the East, right? Like, uh, you know, the fifth seed is 10 and seven as the Pacers right now. And, you know, the second seed is 12 and five. Right. So it's like, we were losing in the loss battle, uh, but in terms of wins and stuff, we're pretty much right in the mix. Like, it's not, it's not that tough to say if you know because the Heat have done it before, where they just string together a bunch of wins. You know, it's uh, it's not out of the realm of belief to believe that the Heat will, you know, get into the playoffs and just kind of cement the seed and avoid the play-in completely. You know what I mean? I think that like the Heat are better, in my opinion, they're a better team than the Knicks, they're a better team than the Wizards, they're a better team than the Pacers, and they're probably a better team than the Hawks, even even with the with the struggle right now. Um, but then you got teams like the 76ers who are, uh, you know, they're 500 team right now who are nine and nine. You got a team like the Nets in the 10th seed at uh, nine and 10 and the Bulls are just ahead of us at um, eight and 10, just uh, in a loss, loss column. So like we panic a lot as a, uh, as a fan base. And I think that's justified because we've been given so much success over, <laughs> you know, the last like, decade and plus. Um, but that being said, it's, uh, you know, um, as much as we can panic, it's, you know, the Heat guys and the players that we're missing, they are getting healthier. They are going to come back healthy if Miami can figure that out. And they, if they could really figure out how to, you know, uh, plug the holes in the boat in the third quarter, you know, then they're pretty solid and probably string together a, a bunch of wins and or at least a, a good amount of wins. I don't want to say a bunch because who knows, uh, but at least get right back into the mix and be, and be in the playoff picture. It's like the East hasn't been this open in years, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's it's frustrating because there were there were so many single digit losses that right now that he could have had a, a pretty decent record despite all these injuries despite this and that you know they they played a they played a, a nice stretch of home games early in the season they could have taken advantage of that but it's just for one reason or another just these these frustrating losses have piled up uh, it's more understandable now because of injuries but earlier in the season yeah it's 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 a shame there's just there's just those two or three games that could have swung. A different direction that he could have been eleven and eight instead of eight and eleven, and at least there's a little bit of a of a buffer uh, to to absorb these injuries. Now, now that he have to, I mean, they have to win it. They have to, they have to do their best. But again, it's it's what 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 lineup is going to be out there? It's just so it's 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 frustrating to see. Uh, but I like it when when there are good games from those guys like Kyle or Abam. You hope that they can they can translate to later on when the team is healthy. For sure. Yeah, no, look, I just counted up these single-loss uh, games. The Heat could easily have 12 wins right now, which would make them tied in wins with the Bucks and two behind the Celtics. Right, I mean, imagine, just imagine. <laughs> make them miss league, like they say, right? But, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, with that, uh, I guess um, it's, we only kind of glossed over it, but it was, uh, it was a game that was full of positives and, and some negatives as well. We should probably touch on the Wizards. I don't think there's any new Heat news right now. Like I saw a couple things on Twitter that saying like Vic was looking good in warmups like recently and that kind of thing. But I try not to put much uh, stake in just the general Twitter claims and that kind of thing or else, you know, or else uh, Miami, if, if I put stake in all the different Twitter claims, then I'd, uh, you know, Michael Jordan is coming out of retirement and playing for the Heat or at least the Heat have their eye on him. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my, the Miami Heat have interest in oh, yeah. uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, we got inter- yeah, Heat have interest in every player. Yeah, um, I think the most recent one that was at least believable I saw was the Heat have interest in Josh Richardson and um, who was it? I think Jared Vanderbilt. And I'm like, okay, like that's at least believable. Um, it's the same guys though. It's the same. They, we just read. We have like a list. Of, we have like a list of like 15 names that yep. just report surface that just resurfaced like the same names. Like for years, it was Mitchell and Beal and it still is Beal to an extent, but like it's the same guys every time, like Hayward is now in that conversation. PJ, we're going to watch in a month. We're going to hear the heater interested in PJ Washington. It's the same, it's the oh, yeah. same like 15, 20 guys. And it's just like, it. of course they're going to do their due diligence and check in on these teams. But like, 
Same with the other 28 other teams yeah, or 29 it's, other teams, it's whatever. The, it's the sources that they're coming from, too. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the same names every time. And it, 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 like, it shouldn't bug me as much as it does, but it drives me insane sometimes. Because it's like, I don't even, like, just give me to the trade deadline at this point. Just let, let's make moves and then we could have these discussions um, in July or whatever. Yeah, like, it's, it's just the same names. And it just, it bugs me. That's just a little, little bit of like a rant slash peppy, might Yeah. No, no. I think it's justified. Too. We're an interesting fan base. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I think, um, I think we all have our like list of sources and uh, different Twitter accounts that you know, <laughs> they tweet stuff. It's like, okay, I'll believe it. You know. And then when you see some others, you're like, okay, there. Um, and then every once in a while, my my biggest peppy with it, and I think you can, I think you both can agree with this. Uh, you see that article it's like bleacher reports idea for a trade for the heat. And it is always the worst trade that you've ever seen in your life. And yeah. it's like, there's, there's no, there's no mid level. It's always just the yeah. worst one. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't get too mad at it. Cause it's like, then we would try to prognosticate and try to figure out these trades with like other teams. Like, okay, what would the heat have to give up for this and this? And sure. like, you could, the other fan base would probably be just as mad at our, uh, trade request for their for their team because it's like we all know our team is better than like the national guys do and like other fan bases do but like i don't mean i so i can't get too mad at that even though you're right some of them are like kind of ridiculous it's just like there's no way this would ever happen but that's like the kind of also just the fun of making trades because it's like half the time these are super unrealistic and like we always have the jokes of like yeah we'll trade this guy on the end of our bench for this very good guy on a rookie contract or whatever to make the oh, yeah. money match. I mean, we've been trying wow. to trade Duncan for all stars for ages, but <laughs> yeah, Duncan's been oh, yeah. Duncan, Kyle, and I don't know, Struce now has been recently thrown into the trade. We've had guys that have been traded 17 different times on uh, <laughs> on the on the different social medias and the different uh mediums over the last several weeks. And it's even gonna it's just gonna keep continuing. So and, and a lot of times th- a lot of times the trades that really do happen are, are just as crazy as the ones that, yeah. that the right. fans cooked up. So right. you never know. My fa- and, and the heat are, yeah. oh, no, go ahead, and the heat are pretty rock solid. Like they don't really have leaks like that. So even if you think they're gonna trade for one team with one team, they they, they just do a complete trade that for someone else they we didn't even have on our radar. Right. Uh, so and there's it's just like that. I don't know. Just it's just fine. Yeah, Trevor Reza. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Reza, my favorite move, I think, uh, was um, I think it was 2015 or 2016, 2017, where we waived Bino Udre, but we let him f- stay in the facilities to rehab, and then we somehow ended up with Joe Johnson. And I was like, this is the <laughs> most mafia-esque move I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was that yeah. a buyout? Was was that a, was it a buyout? Yeah. It was like it was just more. It was one of those that, yeah, as a fan, I was like, I love Joe Johnson, let's go. But then, I, yeah. like, as, a, as an NBA fan, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was like, I don't even know how old he is now, but he was definitely like towards the tail end of his career at the time. And I know he played for like Boston last year, but yeah, no, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that, was, that one was a good one. That was a good one. Oh uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, listen, um. We got a couple of games coming up. We got a game tonight, and I believe we have a game on Sunday as well. Um, we should probably run through that. It's another. It's a. It's, it's, you know, because we're doing a MLB series this year. It seems for the uh, for the NBA. We got the Wizards again. Right. Um, I think uh, if Miami can hold off Kyle Kuzma, we could probably <laughs> we could probably secure another dub. It's it's more or less. Like, I didn't. I did Yeah, I think the Heat should trade for him just so he doesn't play against us. But anymore. we can't. He's another yeah, one that's kind of been flooded in the trademark. You, you can't, you, like, the, you can't ruin the chemistry by trade. Like, Kyle Kuzma, like, as a fan, like, I'd love him in Miami. But no, you can't trade for Tyler Hero's baby mama's ex and have him on the same team. You can't do that. Uh, There's too much that's going to ruin the locker room chemistry. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he was really good late in that yeah, game. But it was him versus Hero. Like yeah. that whole end end uh, end of the game, it was like Kuzma would hit something, Hero would hit something. Do you guys think that was a coincidence? <laughs> uh, I don't I, I just I just can't believe that he hit that one corner three and he couldn't hit anything in that other game. The, in that one game, he hit the yeah. side of the backboard then in the in overtime. I'm like, oh great. But you, the one that you did make was the one at the end of regulation. That's how it always works. That was Oh, man, that's um, the way it is sometimes. What's uh? Yeah. What's the Wizards injury report looking like, Matt? For this one tonight, you know? Uh, let me. I think Beal is out again. Too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Honestly, I saw he was, Bradley Beal. Oh, he's question, questionable. He's questionable. Um, hold on, I'm pulling it up right now. Give me a second. So yeah, Beal, Johnny Davis, Rui Hachimura, and uh, Monte Morris are all questionable on the injury report right now. And then Delon Wright. Um, who we famously saw as the random scrub heat killer in the playoffs for a few games um, is out with a hamstring injury, but that's, that's the extent of their injury report. And then for Miami, how, how long do you guys have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Butler, Butler Depot, your seven are out. Butler was ruled out. I think yesterday. Uh, Duncan was doubtful. Shrews was doubtful this morning, but he's been upgraded to questionable. I don't know if that is an indication that he might play. Um, Vincent, Hero, and Deadman are all questionable. And then uh, Bam and Haywood Highsmith are probable. So that is your heat injury report. Uh, yeah. That's, well, uh, that was that was a, a mouthful. I guess if, if we count for the last two Wizards games, the guys to look out for, obviously, are Kuzma. Uh, Kispert has been a, a breath of fresh air for them, and uh, Adjia, too, has been really, really solid. So, or at least the Heat can't guard these players is the best way I could put it. So, hopefully, hopefully they figure it out. and um, Hopefully, we spend a little less. Porzingis. Two, three. I think like uh, that's the it's Miami is like leaned on the two, three zone primarily throughout, like when they're struggling on defense or don't have enough bodies over the last few seasons. And it doesn't really work in these series esque uh, matchups, you know, like that's three games uh, against the wizards in a week. They're probably getting used to the two, three zone a little bit. So hopefully, hopefully we kind of play around with that. And such that's a unique issue to have that we just really haven't had in your fans. What's the usage been like? I wonder what the numbers are. Obviously, I don't have it in front of me, but like just with the numbers, not just with Miami, but like across the league, it seems like teams are just playing more zone now and they're trying, whether it's the two, three, one, three, one, whatever it is, it's just they're playing more zone at it. I always just find it fascinating. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, the I always I like to make the joke on Twitter how, how the Heat just have become Syracuse um, with their zone usage <laughs> in these last several games. But You're like, not wrong. It, yeah, they're right. But like, just in general, it just feels like Washington was playing the zone for a little while. Yeah, yeah like teams are playing more zone. I don't know. I don't think that's just against Miami or with Miami or whatever. But like, I just see when I watch games, I mean, teams will not consecutively, not exclusively like Miami has been, but like they'll throw in times, whether it's uh, like after timeouts or whatever, they'll throw in like a few zone possessions um, at some point or another. But like, it just seems like teams are running more zone. Um, and I just find that to be a little interesting trend. If that's even an actual trend, yeah. I don't know. Again, Seems I don't like know what the numbers are like from this year to last and the year before that, so on and so forth. I got to keep my eye on it a little bit more, but yeah, you're absolutely right because uh, in the like last game, uh, the Heat attacked the Wizards zone actually really nicely, right. you know, and uh, that's uh, led led to Kyle Lowry just you know absolutely pumping up the score sheet a little bit, but. uh you know, we'll uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Um, I think it's a good time to take a quick break, um, and then we'll be back in a second, and we'll look at Heat versus Hawks for Sunday. And we're back. Um, all right, we got Heat Hawks early game on Sunday. Um, Surya, you want to take this one? Uh, what do you what do you want? What do you expect? Do we potentially get Jimmy back? I mean, that'd be, that'd be ideal, Hawks. right? But then we got to see. I mean, the, the Hawks, they're, you know, they're they're more improved than, than last year. Obviously, they have a, a deeper backcourt. Um, that's going to give them problems to heat. Um, I just I just foresee that already. Um, I, it's it's a winnable game. I think all these games are winnable. Um, I guess that's also, I go back to the same word, right? The, the frustrating part of it. So, you know, it's, it's the Hawks. So they're going to be... They don't. I don't. I, well, again, if the Heat were at full strength, I think they have more depth. But then again, they don't. No, they don't. So it's it's going to be a battle. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's it's a toss up. It's so hard to know because I I don't know who's going to be playing the game. It makes okay. it so it makes it so hard to really gauge which Heat team will step up because sometimes they if they go against a better team, I feel like they kind of like underperform. But and then they go against. Uh, a worse team and they kind of like play down to the competition. But at the same time, again, who's, who's playing 
I, I don't know. It's it's so hard to tell these days with the heat. I guess it kind of makes it a little exciting to makes it more interesting <laughs> to, to just not have that pressure like the heat like during the big three area where you just expect the heat to always win or when they had Dwayne Wade. Now it's like I don't I don't know if they're gonna win or not, but let's see what happens. Let's buckle down and 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 see. Um, but the, the you know the Hawks. The Hawks can be dangerous. They, they they always have been. I mean, they have they have two great players. Um, they're capable always of, of playing well. Um, I think Young uh, Trey had maybe thirty five points in his last game. So he's going to explode. I mean, this is it's just a, a tough matchup for the Heat, even if they were at full strength. Agreed. Plus, it's an away matchup. Um, Miami is notoriously not a road warrior team this year. They're yeah. one and seven, and they just beat the Kings, uh, who have been playing well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Hawks are solid. Like it's weird to me that the Hawks sitting in this position they're in right now and like been in, you know, having been pretty solid all year, I probably have a lot of trade rumors centered around them, whether that be uh, Bogdanovich or, or uh, John Collins, you know, it's like a lot of trade rumors I've been seeing around them when it's like, okay, oh, guys are pretty decent. You know what I mean? Definitely. I feel like John Collins has been like, tradable for the last three years. I, I really don't know why. It yeah, seems like a really he, good he somebody that he would love. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to see uh, who stepped up for the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks roster, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Clint Capella, uh, DeJounte Murray, the uh, all-star last year, Trey Young, AJ Griffin, Yeko Kongu, Aaron Holiday, Jalen Johnson. That's not a bad team. That's a, that's a really solid roster. In fact, it's probably better than the team that they had last year. Yeah, they had a good off season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't they made moves. The he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least they at least they made a couple moves. Um, uh, at the same time, yeah, I think uh, I think it could go either way. Um, like you said, Syria, it's the it's the Heat team that shows up. It's the Heat team that's available, and uh, you know, it's yeah. um, it's who becomes a Heat killer for a night. I think uh, I think Matt can kind of speak to that a little bit better than I can because you get, you keep track. Jalen Johnson, no, uh, <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, Atlanta. Yeah, they've had. I mean, from just what I see, I haven't watched a whole lot of Hawks, um, but AJ, like from what I've seen, just the highlights and from what I've seen on the Twitter sphere, I mean, AJ Griffin's been one of the better rookies um, in the league. Uh, I mean, of course, Dejounte and Trey and John Collins. I mean, you guys mentioned it. Um, they're all having like pretty good season. I mean, John's having a little bit of a down uh, scoring season, but uh, I mean, Capella and Okongwu is that's a strong front front court. Um, a little bit undersized, but like so so is Miami. So yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Atlanta's having a down year shooting from three. Um, they push they push the pace, which doesn't really favor Miami if you're just looking at it on a matchup basis. Um, I mean, Atlanta's 19th in offense. Uh, they're actually one slot higher on defense. Atlanta's 12th, Miami's 13th in the league. And so, I mean, they again, they haven't been the most efficient team, but when you have Trey and DeJounte and um, when we, we saw Hunter, what he did last year to Miami in the playoffs, uh, they, they're always going to have a puncher's chance. I mean, they're 7-3 they're and three at home this season. Uh, Miami's 1-7 and seven on the road, as you mentioned, Brandon. So... That obviously doesn't favor Miami. They've been teeter tottering. There's a lot that these last eight or nine games where they're just alternating win loss, win loss, win loss. Um, and Miami would fall under the Hawks win alternate category. Not saying that will happen, but like, um, uh, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't love this matchup for Miami. If I'm being completely honest, again, Miami just hasn't been great on the road this season. Um, Miami's also just they have a tough just this upcoming road stretch. If you guys want to just talk about that, I mean, one against Atlanta, two against Boston, who's, I mean, yeah, I think they had their nine game win streak snap the other night against Chicago, but they've been arguably the best team, not just in the East, but in the entire league. Um, and then of course they close that out with Memphis who Miami, it feels like Miami hasn't been super successful in Memphis. Not that that, not that, that it has anything to do with anything, but like Memphis has had a little bit of a, like they've been, Hot and cold throughout these last injuries one, throughout these first eighteen games. I think they've lost like four of their last five. I know Jaw's been Jaw was hurt for a little bit, but they've been um, now also, and they just got back Jaron Jackson Jr. Right, and so I mean it's a tough little road stretch for Miami. I'd probably say tougher than the one that they just 
they just had. And with the bodies that Miami has, it's just, I mean, it's, yeah, it's hard to predict these games or hard to predict rather who plays in these games for Miami right now, but um, they're going to need to get the bodies back. But it's also, I, f- I also find it very funny year in and year out when uh, the Heat actually like win these games, if they do win these games, like we've seen in the past, it hasn't been uncommon for like Miami to be down uh, seven arms and two legs and yet still come out with a win. Definitely. Um, it just that's just because of like the fighting grid. I don't know if teams are overlooking or what the case is, but like uh, you, we talked about earlier in the podcast, the Heat having to be back on track since they're eight and eleven. Um, they're a little down in the standings. Teams above them are playing well. Of course, teams uh, obviously below them aren't. But uh, like like the teams like the Milwaukee's, the Brooklyn's, not Brooklyn, but the Milwaukee, Boston. Um, et cetera, et cetera, at the top of the East. Of course, Indiana, as you mentioned, won 10 games. I mean, they're having a great start to the season. Miami's got to get back to that plane if they can. Um, this road stretch, we'll, we're going to figure out a lot about them. And you're of at, course, it's a four-game stretch over an 82-game season. But yeah, uh, nevertheless, I think we're going to figure out, like, the fight that this team has. I mean, we these, this team has competed all season. They're going to have to compete even more um, over these next five games and uh, continuing on further. I think um, I hate to say this uh, and I don't think it's a hot take at all, but if Miami doesn't get Jimmy back for at least the Celtics series here, that he could easily go on this road trip. Oh, and four. It might. I mean, I'm uh, not saying yeah. it's out. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. That's if they get him. That's if they don't get him back. I mean, heck they might get him back and they still might go on four. Who the heck, and with this seat, with the C team, I mean, who the heck knows? I mean, again, they've been competing their tail off in these games. They're trying. It's not like they're, there's a lack of effort anywhere. No, no. not they're no. not. It's just bodies. Yeah, bodies. And if, when you guys also mentioned, like, pulling out close games, I just looked at it. Miami's 6-8. and eight and I mean, the NBA.com has their clutch stat, which is if you're playing game within a five-point differential in the final five minutes of the game, Miami's 6-8 and eight in those games. That's 20th in the league. That's near the bottom third across the league. I mean, of course, if you teeter-totter these games, if one, if a few games go a different way, you could be looking at like Miami's like an eight and six or a nine and five or whatnot. And they could be have obviously be higher up in the standings than they already are. But like these games are important. Yeah. And, and they were, they, they won their first road game and that, that, that's it. That's right. the only time. So I got excited. That, that kills you. Yeah. yeah. It's one and seven. I mean, that's it's awful. Yeah. And I got excited too when they won their, they won their first road game. Like they're the road warriors, you know. It's gonna <laughs> back to the eleven squad, you know. But I that's think, that's when we had the Miami Heat, not the kind of sort of Sioux Falls Heat plan. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they were still right. Sioux Falls Heat, but they were like a better, better version of. Them. Um, <laughs> there is one thing I'd like to close on today, and I, I think we we talk about it. It's really plagued them, I think, since. Uh, Almost since 1415, I want to say, where it's like we alternate bad years with good years. Um, mm. I kind of want both your takes on uh, on that. Uh, and look, it's not every single season, but it seems to be pretty recurring where it's like, you know, the Heat will make the playoffs like, you know, like they did uh, in lost in the first round against Philly. And then when uh, we had the D-Wade uh, one last dance year, they didn't make the playoffs, you know, and then obviously get to the finals you know, and then struggle pretty much all season and get swept in the first round, then get a game away from the finals. And now we're in this weird limbo period. This seems to be a thing that uh, is, is Miami Heat exclusive. So just want to get your thoughts on that, boys. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, it's the truth. I mean, it has happened. I mean, you, you, you get a little scared when during the offseason no moves were made. Um, sometimes change just for change's sake isn't necessarily the right call, but this heat team, you know, you, you could just tell there was, there was room for improvement, obviously in the power forward position, but elsewhere as well, there was just, it's, it just is what it is that, but that doesn't take away the fact from the fact that if they were fully healthy, they obviously would look a lot better in a lot of those categories, but you still feel like they're missing that one player, that one difference maker. Um, I I was already a little worried about that before the season even started. Um, 
even if we go back to that, the the Trailblazers game, the their their first road and only road victory, Jimmy Butler played, Bam played, Kyle Lowry played, Tyler Hero played, and and all of them scored in double figures along with Caleb Martin. The, all five starters did that. You don't you don't really see that um, in any of these games lately. Obviously, there's players in and out of the lineup, but I I, I don't know I don't know if the Heat can sustain what they're doing now to just barely be in the games. Um, that it, it's, it's a worry of mine because it, they, they keep falling in the same traps of trying these like unnecessary three pointers, just as if they're Stephen Curry, they're just going to roll up and just, just hit them one after the other. It just doesn't work like that. I don't know why they do that. They just, they're, there's just certain things that they're still doing that to me are, are very obvious. I don't know why they're not correcting them. Um, so there's a there's a lot tactically they need to to solve. They need to get healthy, of course. They need to somehow put it all together. Uh, and there's 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 teams that just simply look better than them in the East. So I, I I don't know what it would take for them to turn around. Getting healthy would obviously be a first step, but they still are undersized to me. Um, they still have issues with with and all, everything that comes with that with being undersized. We get rebounds, um, second chance opportunities. Um, I mean, they've shot well from free throw. That's pretty much the only thing I can think of right now. They've done well consistently. Uh, and then sometimes they've, they've done well limiting turnovers. And then sometimes it's just, a, it's a free for all. And, and the other team just scores and scores and scores. And, and there's just not enough offense to counter that, uh, from the heat. At what point? And this is worst case scenario, and I hope that we don't even have to address this. This is pure hypothetical, so please don't grill me in the comments. Um, at what point do you pull the plug on the season, and what does that look like? Do the Heat really work and try to grind it out till February and pull a move with the trade deadline, or you know what does a what does a pull the plug move like look like if the Heat are just not going to be in that you know. Hopefully they are at least in the play-in, but if they're not even in the realm of the plan, what does that look like for the Heat? Is it a fire sale? You know, we got guys on contract for another year, you know what I mean? Or another couple of years. Or is it, you know, is it a shutdown Jimmy kind of deal? Or is it way too early to be looking at, uh, at stuff like this? I don't think, I don't think, I'll be honest, I don't think they'll ever do it. And I don't know if, I don't honestly don't know if they should. I mean, um, because I think this team is good enough to make a play-in game, and of course now with the play-in, um, your team more teams are now like trying not fake believe, but like they're trying to wish themselves. We're not. They're they're trying to say, oh, we can compete for a playoff spot. Why would we tank a season? And of course, certain teams are constructed in certain ways to where uh, teams or to teams are constructed in a certain way to where teams like they have to tank or they they're just being not dumb, but like they're not, they don't know what they're doing. Um, but the heat, I don't think in the building, I don't think any single player on that team, any single person in that organization would even think about tanking. If that was even like a possibility, I just don't, I don't believe, especially when Jimmy's there, yeah. Jimmy there, I don't think that's ever going to be, um, a possibility. I think they're always going to try to do what they can to improve the team. Personally, I think that's what they should do, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I just don't think like when it ta- when, when we come to the terms of like pulling a plug on a season, I don't think uh, that's within even the closest of possibilities with them. I think, I think they would, I don't even know what they would do before they do that, but it, I certainly don't think they're going to, pull the plug on a season. I just, I don't, I don't think anyone in that building believes that they should, nor will do that. I'm in agreement. Yeah. With I, I don't think it's their mentality. To yeah, yeah. Right. Just to clarify, I was not, you know, I didn't want this to happen. <laughs> I know. I, just, I, know. <laughs> I don't Some think with, I, the I, aggregators are going to get you. They're going to be like, at what point should we pull the plug on? Uh, <laughs> I, I think if you look as well in the East, which teams truly like all things being equal? If you look at the rosters, right? Which which teams truly scare the Heat? And I I still think even this far into the season, I still think it remains only Boston and Milwaukee because I don't think 
I don't think Philadelphia or Brooklyn or even Atlanta or Washington, what team really scares the heat in a, in a seven game series? Not, 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 none of those. I don't think any of those, but yeah, the Celtics and the Bucks are, are, are powerhouses in the East, but I, I, I think, yeah, with the play in tournament, you, you have more spots, but I think if they were to just get through a decent stretch of games, they can be in that, that lower end. This is still the same team that was right. number one in the East. I mean, it really is. It's the same, for all intents and purposes, it's almost the same team. So do they, we think they that can they, do it. I mean, I know I was on record saying that I think, I'm not saying that they should run it back, but like I wasn't necessarily, I, I wasn't as worried as I probably should have been about running it back um, because I thought, uh, we mentioned we we mentioned these trends, and I thought Miami's had a better infrastructure this year. At least I thought heading into the season than they have in the past. But, um, like, to go off your point that uh, I'm trying to I completely lost my train of thought. Excuse me, I lost my train of thought. No, listen, <laughs> I had no idea what it was about. Right, just I think everyone was on pretty much the same page. Like, ha- nobody thought like maybe people were a little disappointed that the heat didn't necessarily get better. You know what I mean? But I think nobody thought that they'd be in this position at all. Right. You know, like, like you right. said, this is a team that was first in the East last year. They dominated for stretches during the season, you know, even when they were missing players, like the biggest thing that they had was their death. You know what I mean? And one of the things that worked super well last year is everyone played off each other really well. Like notwithstanding what Matt talked about earlier is like Victor's reinsertion in the lineup and that, caused a little bit of havoc you know and then Duncan getting relegated back to the bench like that kind of thing those were maybe the two biggest things they had to deal with last year but otherwise they were a pretty dominant team in pretty much every respect you know so to bring back that core and you know um it was funny I was talking with Diego about this shout out Diego one of our other senior writers um and he was saying like look it reminds me uh a lot of the 14-15 heat and the the point I made was like sure but one team lost LeBron and the other team lost PJ right. Tucker. You know what I mean? So it's like it's it's like it's tough ma- it's tough making uh that comparison where it's like, you know, nobody thought they'd be here right now in the way that they are because yeah, it's like you think about it, you're like, this still is the team that was just three points shot away from making the finals last year, you know? And then sure they had yeah. their stretches in the playoffs that weren't great either. And it's like, it's more or less like the worst heat that we saw in the playoffs last year is the heat that came to, uh, came to start the season this year. I, I, and, I remember what I was going to say. It was just another question. Like, do you guys think this team has reached, or I mean, do we think they've reached their ceiling? Like, do, do we think last year was like, like their ceiling in terms of like, getting first in the East, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, coming a shot away. Cause it's like, I don't, I mean, as of right now, again, we're 18 games into a season, like or 19 games into a season, excuse me. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we can get back to that. I mean, yeah, if you, we, if we were to ask anyone with the, the, within the heat organization, especially like guys like Jimmy and Bam, like which teams scare you? I don't think they'd say, I think they'd say nobody. Or I mean, that's kind of the mentality they have to have. I don't think anyone would necessarily scare them. And of course, we as the media and prognosticators would be like, "Oh yeah, like the Bucks should scare them, or the Celtics should scare them, or um, the Sixers should scare them, or like whomever is at the top of the East should should in theory scare them." But like with them, like that goes back to like me saying I don't think they'd ever plug pull the plug on the season. I think like Jimmy came out with the quote, not. A couple, what a week or two ago, he's like, "Yeah, we're still going to win the title." Like, no one in this, no one in this league, like, actually physically scares them. But like, just as a team, as as like a team building again, we're there's such a small sample. We're what we're a fourth of the way into the season. But like, you guys think last year's team kind of reached their ceiling, and that's why people are pushing for a change. So, you want to go first? I, I, I was hoping for more internal growth. You know, and, and obviously. Injuries have paid, played a factor in that, but just imagine if Victor comes back and he's fully healthy after a full off season of this and that. We thought he was going to be not maybe not 100 percent, but someone close to it. What a great player to have off your bench, right? Somebody like him. Uh, we we assumed Omer was was fine. We didn't even know any issue. There was any issue. Um, I thought I thought that he looked pretty good during the preseason. To be honest with you, they had a nice little mix of veterans. 
But then they also had players that, you know, like Jamal Kane that came out of nowhere and was giving them good minutes. Um, and then you're, you're hoping for Tyler to, to grow his game from, to be a starter uh, as well. So you have about three or four players that really haven't been able to see at all or limited that should have been the difference makers from last year to this year. And it just hasn't happened for whatever reason. Will it happen? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, again, I don't know. I don't know what the status is of Yurt Sivin after his surgery. It, apparently, he's going to be back this season. But what, what will he look like? Will he be in decent health? I mean, we were just talking about Victor coming back late in the season. It's almost like that was his preseason, the regular season, the end of it. And in the playoffs, we saw, you know, Victor as as healthy as he could be at that time. Where is he? We we don't know. We see him warming up before the games. Um, but this is a potential 10 to 15 points right there that's that, that are missing, but it's beyond that in the, in the box score. Someone that gives you uh, a lot of intangible, a lot of things that don't show up in the box score. So um, I, again, I, I, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to answer your question, Matt, because we, we haven't seen this year's team yet play together, right. honestly. It, it, more than a game here and there. I can, right. I'm just asking because it's like when you, I mean, at least at the very, very beginning of this season, again, teams in the beginning of the season yeah. don't look like teams in the end of the season, i.e. Boston last year, what they were like 16 and 17, and then they found some and completely right. flipped the switch. But like just the aura of the team, it's like, okay, like I don't know if they if like – if they're sick of each other, like they just don't look <laughs> like the same fun, energized group from last year. Yeah, um, I'll answer this. It's just the look of it. I mean, again, that's me. Like the first part of like, me being like the conspiracy theorist over here, not that I should be or will be or whatever, but like, just like, is it, there's something, there's something off. Yeah. With but like I, the I team. But again, you, you guys are it's right. It's obvious though, man. That like, if, if you think about it, like, Look, everyone ended like, and this wasn't a thing. Nobody ended last season being like, "Oh, let's run it back again." You know what I mean? Everybody in the media, I think, uh, I think all of us thought, "Man, the Heat are one piece away." You know what I mean? Especially after the trade rumors for Kevin Durant, like, absolutely. I'm and, sure a few of those guys thought they were getting traded. Well, I mean, you look, you look at yeah. it from the off season, right? Like, uh, you have uh, Bam playing with Donovan uh, Mitchell all all summer long, and basically Don coming in clean in the media, being like, "Oh yeah, I thought I was going to Miami for sure." You know what I mean? I don't think that claim comes from anywhere. That claim doesn't just come from playing with Bam all offseason in Miami. That claim comes from talking with your agent. You know what I mean? And communications between the Heat and that kind of thing. So, you know, uh, obviously that was uh, that was something. You know, obviously the Kevin Durant thing doesn't go. A, dis- a disgruntled superstar, that's like the bat signal for Pat Riley. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, like you don't think – like you have to think that he was in the mix for that. <laughs> you know, he still might be. But at the same time, it's like – it's hard to believe that because the Heat have really like only done this on occasion and it hasn't paid off. So like I like to think that they take their learnings. Like I don't think they come back with this roster unless it was absolutely necessary. And they even restructured Vic's contract and like uh, you know the timing and restructuring of that may like it was I, I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Was it a one year deal that got changed into a two year deal with an option? So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it just a little less per year, of course, but. But I think Victor has the player option for the second. That's it. I find that really, really interesting. Um, and I'm on the same page as Syria here where I thought uh, I thought Vic coming off a healthy offseason and that kind of thing. And I mean, I, I bought into the Instagram propaganda boys. Uh, you know, I, I, mean, I really I really liked what he was putting out. He looked great. You know, and then seeing him not being able to start the season. I thought he would be the X factor. We talked about it on the first podcast. Right. You know, right. Um, so I thought, look, if the Heat don't do anything, at least they have Vic, but I figured they would do something. And I like to think that the players thought they'd do something too. You know, like, I, I don't think it's easy for someone like Duncan, who's literally spent the last like year and a half in trade rumors. You know what I mean? You know, you got yeah. someone like Max who's going to command a lot of money next season too. So how's that going to work out? This might be the last version of this team, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, we're kind of looking at two pat where, you know, we're two pathways right now. The Heat either start stringing together a lot of wins and show that they're the same force that they were last season, and then you get Vic and that bolsters that, or the Heat continue to you know um, lose four games, win one, lose three, win two, that kind of thing, and 
they're looking at a, you know, they're looking, they're going to be 0.5 games out of the playoffs, just like 30-11 team. And I think that is a great excuse if your best player is Goran Dragic and Dion Waiters. You know, those are your best teams, uh, or sorry, best players. I don't think that's an excuse when your best player is Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Hero. The guy we, I think it's right to have expectations for this team. But at the same time, no, I thought they still needed to do something. And I thought that last year was this this team's ceiling, unless Vic was the all-NBA like player that he was once. You know what I mean? So right. I think that answers your question. But yeah, I'll take the pessimistic road here where I was like, I was... I was disappointed that we didn't didn't do anything, especially when you know our mo is getting those getting those big guys. Especially when like there's not. I mean, obviously, I'm saying this in late November. It'll be different when it's late January, early February. But it's like like we th- we talk about all over when we want change. It's like okay, this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. It's like okay, like who is actually going to be player or players that Miami will trade for and then more importantly who are they giving up mm-hmm. again we're talking about this now in late February I mean again still very 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 early in the season um, but like who would they give up for and who are we trying to get like yeah. like what what exactly we can throw names at a wall but are, is that going to stick no um, I, I, I think you know I think a lot has to happen to other teams too like as much exactly as, as bad exactly. as the Heat have been this year, like if we take a look at the East standings, you got teams like Brooklyn who have been an absolute mess. Um, yeah. You have teams like Chicago who were number one in the East for a, you know quite a lengthy period last year, who are behind Miami right now. You know, right. and uh, yeah, and those teams don't even have excuses. But again, do the Heat excuses translate into wins later when they are healthy? I, I don't know. I don't know. Because Chicago again, was Caleb, about Lonzo. So, I mean, sure, but they got Dragic, who's playing, who's excellent. Kobe White doesn't even come off the bench, and you got AO starting, right? Like, I mean, I'm not going to compare Dragic now to Lonzo. Sure, but like, you can, like, I can tell you right now that Goran Dragic over the last like three seasons has had more productive seasons than Lonzo Ball when Lonzo can't stay on the floor. You know, like 15 games of Lonzo Ball is not the same as like 60 games of Goran Dragic. And only one of those players has played in the finals recently. Just want to <laughs> talk about that. It's the most important thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, but even but even the Heat, let's say that they're fully healthy. Is is a, is Caleb Martin really the answer at, at the four he's been really for the whole solid, season? You know, no. those are the kind of things where like the Heat already had to make changes, and now I think feel like they definitely have to. But yeah, the the tradable players that they have. It's it's a little iffy. I, I don't know what they would get back in in return. Going along with what Matt was saying, what, what what who is available and is this person better than than what the Heat have, and will that even make a difference? But it, it's we've seen that happen before. Um, like the Celtics, uh, they look they looked like a different team when when Robert Williams was playing for them uh, in the second half of the season and and against against the Heat in that series. So we, we can see one player can make a difference, can give the, their their defense a, a different look. Um, but we just don't know who that is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hopefully like, there's somebody out there. Like, I like to... Julius Randle. No. Maybe. <laughs> but look, man, uh, whatever the roster looks like in the new year and whatever the roster looks like in February, like, Spo knows. He's one of the best coaches out there. He's yep. going to... He's like, he got the most out of a seven-game... Ro- oh, sorry, seven-player roster the other night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that team <laughs> had Brad... That Wizards team had Bradley Beal. You know what I mean? So it's like, the right. Heat can compete. You know, it's just... I think, you know, going into the going into the holidays and going into the new year, I think the only thing that we can ask for as fans and, you know, people who are covering the team is just for consistency. You know? It's like, but I hope that's consistent winning and not consistent losing. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Even though that again, it's just a tall mount. It's a tall, tall mountain to climb in this league. I mean, there's no. I mean, I think that I don't think there's a guaranteed win on any given night. I mean, of course, you could have the Celtics lining up against I don't know the worst team in the league. Insert name here, and it's like on any given night, that bad team could beat the good team. It's just that it's just how this league works. This league is so ridiculously talented, bro. It's so ridiculously deep. And it's even going to get more talented as these years go on. But yeah. 
I don't think this team is that bad to string together that many losses in a row or have a stretch of six or seven losses in 10 games. I don't think they are. I don't think, uh, I don't think whoever's playing that night will allow that to happen because we have, we have players that are capable of, of going off. Even someone like, like the Max that, that can, is fully capable of going off of 20, 25 points. Um, but again, is it sustainable the other way around? Can they put together a stretch of six or seven wins in ten games? That, that's what I'm looking for because I think if it continues like this, they're gonna it's gonna continue to be like like the Hawks, like alternating wins and losses. I, I don't think that they'll put together a strong or a really bad stretch of games. I, I don't see that happening. Um, but there are times where I like this. I like this team. I I, I see something there. Um, yeah, but I would like to see walking. them fully healthy. Yeah, yeah, no, like, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, they're they're yeah. they're a fun team. Yeah, like the, the they are, but it's, game, it can be frustrating. Like, yeah, exactly. Like the Timberwolves game, like that first half was so fun to watch and write about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And looking at the little intricacies because when they're on, they're on. You know, it's like a, it's just, I don't, and like I don't. We can we can probably we can probably look to end this in a second, but I think you both can agree with this. <laughs> I don't think any of you have sat down, watched a Heat game uh, this season, and felt comfortable the whole time yeah because it is true you know you get to that trying to remember if that is actually true (laughs) at least not at all recently no no even if even if they have a big lead that it almost worries me more that it's going to collapse because there's always going to be a stretch where there's like zero offense and it's almost comical like there's turnovers and there's just this rash of, of bad luck almost throughout like at least like a third quarter where just the lead is is just gone and yeah. then they have to struggle. Then they put themselves in a hole, and let's just see if they can dig themselves out of that hole. That seems to be the script. Yeah, that's absolutely that. But uh, hey, we got a few uh, games coming up. We got a nice road trip, and uh, we'll be back next week to talk about it all, and hopefully be less complainy. But uh, you know, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, it's fun to speculate, and it's it's, it's fun to talk about all of this. And you know, we uh, we're blessed as an organization and fan base to have such a, a team that's been consistent. You know what I mean? Especially like, that's you know, you guys, uh, I'm sure you all, uh, I mean, poor Matt's a Vikings fan over there. Big win last night, but this guy, this guy, this guy knows uh, what it's like. Not oh to my consistent goodness. Don't even get it, it. Dude. It's, it's like a heart attack almost every week. I don't know how they win. I don't know how they win so many one score games. It's just, I'm, I mean, but then this year they've won a bunch of one score games, but in past years they didn't. So, so yeah. it's positive regression. I don't know. Yeah, no. Don't even get me started on Minnesota. I mean, I, I, I won't, man. I, won't. I just want to draw that. I'm very happy with the season, but like, goodness <laughs> gracious, I want to talk about want something that makes you comfortable for an entire three hours. They don't make you comfortable as a Vikings <laughs> for an entire three hours. I can tell you that much. So, so yeah, so we've been, we've been treated well as he, <laughs> well, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens, uh, coming up on this road trip, but, uh, as always, thanks for, thanks for listening, uh, to our, to our ramblings and, uh, hope to see you next week. Uh, please like comment, subscribe and leave us some comments and hopefully don't insult us too much. We're sensitive. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Take care.